Good afternoon, folks. This is Chris Burroughs, VP of Government Affairs for TIA, and welcome to Episode 11 of the Advocacy Insights Podcast, recorded exclusively for TIA members. On today's podcast, I have the privilege to be joined by John Miller, owner of Plains Dedicated, an asset-based brokerage based down in Florida. John, welcome to the podcast. I really appreciate you joining us. All right, John, so let's start off. Um, give us a little bit of background about, about your company, uh, your history. I know you've been in the industry for a really long time. Uh, let's let's kind of cue our audience here about, about you know, who is, who is John Miller and what makes you tick, sir? I started in the industry out of high school, uh, started in a night dispatcher job. It was me and another guy, a night dispatch. And I remember a few months into the job, driving in through a blizzard and the other guy I knew wasn't going to make it to work. And my wife was trying to talk me out of going into work. And I said, I can't do that because there'll be nobody on duty and those drivers will have nobody to talk to. So a few months after that, I got promoted into a customer service job, moved my way up into uh, terminal manager and then running half the country of a very large truck line. Uh, Got kind of bored of the truck line side and decided to move over to the shipping side and spent five years on the shipping side and realized that Trucking's hard and difficult on both sides, and people are just trying to get through the day and make a living, and uh, thought maybe I should try to start my own company and change the industry a little bit. So in 2007, that's when we started Planes Dedicated. Uh, Planes Dedicated started off as a brokerage company. We added trucks five years later, and now we run trucks and a brokerage, and we also run a finance group that helps fund other trucking companies. We fund trailers, trucks, uh, sometimes uh, we fund buyouts and things like that through that organization. Yeah, I find that part of your business really interesting, John. Um, you want to quickly um, talk about what, what you specifically do with the owner operators uh, and how you, how you look to help those folks out? Yes, sir. So we take a, a one truck. What we try to do in the industry is we found that there weren't a lot of people teaching truck drivers. Uh, everybody can uh, go become a company driver or an owner operator. But what we found is that nobody taught people the, the, the advantages and the, and the disadvantages of each area, being a company driver, owner operator, or owning your own company. So what we do is we specialize in the under 10 trucks. Uh, we take those guys under our wings. We teach them how to become successful trucking companies. We teach them why they should do trade cycles of two and a half years, just like the big guys do. And then what we also teach them is the accounting principles and the back office stuff that makes it so they can go sit down with their bankers and, and grow their truck lines. So we what we found is, is if you if you create a good old boy network of, of trucking companies and you work closely with them, somebody has the same problem every year, every six months that we can say, hey, Joe's truck line had this problem. Reach out to Joe and he'll walk you through how to fix that. We don't charge people. We don't ask for dues. We don't do anything like that. What it is, is it's just a network of people that we've agreed that, hey, if, if, if you're having a problem and we have an understanding of it, we're going to walk you through how to fix it. And what that does is it kind of has created a the, the owner operator and the guy who wants to become a two or three truck, maybe a 10 truck guy can come to us. And what he can do is learn how to grow his truck line. And so at that point, when he gets to 10 trucks, maybe he can go direct with a shipper. Maybe he's got something he can hand off to his children. So that's our goal really is to, is to grow capacity uh, organically because every owner operator knows a cousin or a brother or a, a, somebody sitting on them, sitting on a couch that needs to get to work. And if they can go grow their own truck line, they can convince them to come work for them. So that's how we're also trying to convince the, the capacity issue is talk truck drivers into growing their own fleets because the under 25 guys 
the under 10 guys have a lot of flexibility, but the under 25 guys can grow by five, 10 trucks. And with that being 90% of the industry, that's a lot of capacity you can add at one time if you teach truck drivers how to grow successfully. That's awesome. That's awesome. So John, I wanted to focus today on, on really kind of, um, getting involved with the association. I know Plains Dedicated has been a member, I believe, since about 2010, uh, so a few years after you guys came in, in, into the industry. Uh, you currently serve on the TI Board of Directors as the chairman of the Highway Logistics Conference Committee. Uh, why, is this, why is this the position that you, uh, that you, you know, went after and volunteered for? So I feel like TIA uh, gave us a lot, of, uh, a lot of advantages in the market. And the reason I feel that way is you guys have learned a lot of the ups and downs. If I was going to call it anything, I would say TIA is the, is the McDonald's or Burger King of, of brokering. If I was going to go start a brokerage, I would want to partner with somebody who's been successful helping other brokers. And I'll tell you, when I started in 07, I wasn't a part of TIA. I started off, uh, off a truck line. I took the top 10 brokers and looked at their contracts and took a piece of every one of those contracts and created my own brokerage contract. Did that protect me? Probably not. Did it, did it, would it have caused more headaches? I definitely would if I'd ever ran into a problem. I think most people go into this industry. Uh, they're good salesmen. They're good at operations. They're good. They're very good at what they do. Uh, as you get into it though, and that's what I learned in 07 is, you know, two or three years into it, I'm starting to learn, Hey, I'm not very good at accounting. I'm not good at the safety side. My contract is horrible. And that's why I joined TIA when I did is at that point, I was to the point where there was a lot of risk and I built a decent business and I didn't have it structured the way, the way it should have been to protect the brokerage and the, the business. I had it built just running running as fast as I could because I was good at sales. Uh, so TIA gave me the opportunity to take a lot of the things that you guys had for structure, use that in my business, know I had the, the back office side of it secure if there was ever a concern from, from uh, contracts to salaries to rates, to not to rates, but to, uh, to, to conferences and things like that. I could get a feeling for the industry and sit down with other people and say, hey, where did I, did you have this problem? And that's kind of how our business uh, changed too a little bit is in 07, I had this concept. I knew it'd take 20 years to build it. I knew 10 years in, people would be convinced, hey, I really am trying to change the industry and, and be a different kind of person in the industry. But what I didn't know is I'd have to have all that back office stuff. I didn't know I would have to. And what TA provided is, is essentially franchising for brokers. I mean, if you were going to go open a restaurant, you wouldn't go open a restaurant willy nilly and go buy a bunch of product and go buy a bunch of stuff and 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 try to open a restaurant. You might. And, you, and a lot of people could be successful, but you would partner with a McDonald's or a Burger King and they would give you a structure. And that's what TIA does. And that's kind of what our our. Plains Dedicated does is we give the truckers a structure that says you can be successful and here's kind of trucking in a box. And TIA kind of did the same thing. Here's brokerage in a box. You don't have to take everything in the box. Take what you need. Pick out the things that are helpful for you. But we suggest you use all of them. And so as I saw that, I thought I need to get involved and help grow the organization. Help because you guys helped me so much. It's kind of what I always talk about and I joke around and everybody knows that I joke around about being secretary of transportation. So whoever's listening, please email your congressman and mention that you have a secretary of transportation they should hire. But it was kind of like that. I feel like 
if I was sick, if, if I ever got that job, it, it's giving back to an organization or our country that was helpful to me and made me more successful because you structured things. I would have failed several times had I not used certain things in TIA. So as a board member now, I'm able to tell people, hey, here's where we struggle as small brokers when we come into the industry. Here's where we struggle hiring people. How do we get to these colleges and find people? How do we tell people in our industry, hey, come work in our industry. We need good people. So that's kind of why I got on the TIA board of directors is I wanted to give back to the organization because it's given so much to us. Awesome. Well, we, we appreciate that, John. Uh, and and just for just for uh, clarity purposes and your assurances, you've got my vote to be Secretary of Transportation. I, so. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You just want me to live up there near you so you can go, up, we can go play video games together. But no, I, I, honestly, I think there's a lot of... So, so on that topic, and I'm going to switch on that topic a little bit on the podcast here because I know you got a couple other things to talk about, but I think everybody has concerns about our, our transportation network. We're in the 1950s on our infrastructure. And I think we need to seriously sit, your organization gives us a voice to say, hey, we're willing to, we're willing to pay more, or restructure transportation, or whatever you have to do it. But we can't, I think if we sat down with congressmen, and, and that'll lead into some of the other stuff we talk about later, if you sit down with congressmen and explain to them that productivity could increase by 10 to 20% in this country, and, and we're going to have a trucking shortage. So we need to come up with solutions to increase that productivity over the next 20 years, or we're going to have continuous problems. And with, and this will kind of move into your next question. And with COVID flipping the tra transportation network to small cities and in small rural communities, you're going to have a big shift in the transportation networks over the next several years that I don't think people are anticipating yet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a great lead into the next question. I want to talk about was touch on COVID really, really briefly. Is obviously you know it put the American economy and, and society just in general kind of on its head. Um, and you know under, under your leadership as the chair of the Highway Logistics Conference, I mean we were having weekly meetings with the committee, touching base, information sharing. What's the latest out of states? We also had the uh, TIA's chief economist Noah Perry come on every week and give us kind of what's the latest in terms of the COVID numbers and what's going on. W what lessons did you guys learn? Uh, you know, from your business on COVID and maybe something you guys are doing differently today because of it. Yeah, I think so. What we learned from Noel in those in those calls and those meetings is that everybody was going through the same pain we were. And, and, and I think everybody had these conversations. I know I had these conversations with my team. If this takes us down, we're still a damn good team. And I think what what Noel did and you're and, and being on those calls and us having those meetings with each other and everybody kind of saying, here's what I'm going through, not talking about capacity or rates or any of those other issues that you, you shouldn't talk about. It was more of a, hey, how are you getting through this daily? How are you getting through this? You know, what what changes are you making to your organization? So we had to go just like most people. We had to let people work from the house. Um we are kind of a decentralized organization already, so that didn't hurt us as bad as I think some other people had done it. Over the last several years, we had already put in place ways to communicate where if we had a, a good employee that we wanted to hire in Wyoming and they wanted to work out of the house, we could do that and we can work as a team. Uh, we had set up way before this where we could we could shadow each other and train each other offsite. Uh, everything we do is uh, on offsite servers and imaging. So we didn't 
we didn't have a lot of the shock where people didn't have IT people coming in, people didn't have people coming in, how can they work from the house? All of our people had the ability to switch on overnight working from the house. We, we had that all in place. And that was more because we've had to deal with, we moved our office down to Orlando and we obviously have to be prepared if there's a hurricane. Well, that category five that came through the year before, we had to be prepared for that. So there were things that we had gaps in at that time that we already identified and we had fixed them over that, that year. What I think COVID did in, in, and I think it brought us together closer as an organization that the, those, those Friday conference calls, I think, you know, I got to know Kenny closer, Mike closer, uh, Paul Brenham, uh, Paul, both the Pauls. And I think it, as an organization, the people that were on there were able to go back to, to their teams. And I was able to go back to my team and say, Hey, we're getting beat up, but just hang in there. It, it's everybody. It's not just us. And, and some people were doing good. And it was good to hear it that we talked about the people that were doing, doing good and the people in the areas they were doing good. You know, some people were having a good year. And that, that I think encouraged all of us to think, Hey, hang in there. This is going to come around. Uh, no Perry gave. Excellent updates. I mean, they were spot on week after week after week. His detail was was excellent. If anybody ever gets a chance, they need to they need to go in. TIA uh, hires him to do. I think it, is it quarterly, Chris? Uh, our, our market report. Yep, that you're talking about market yeah. report. Yeah, so yeah, he does yeah. a great. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was just disagreeing with you. Yeah, it's a quarterly report. He does a great market report uh, that uh, that I read every every quarter. I mix it with a couple other market reports. But through through COVID, uh, Chris put together the, the highway committee and brought Noel on it, and he had several other people on there. And and I think the other people you brought on there also helped a lot when you had the F uh, FM ML, I can't even say it now. I just fumbled over it. But uh, FMCSA. Yep, yo, you're totally fine. <laughs> but we had him on there and he, and he talked about some of his changes. So it was a, the biggest thing that happened through COVID is I think it woke everybody up to their, their, uh, their problems they had and you had to correct them. And the people that didn't correct them didn't, uh, didn't survive. I mean, and that's, so if you survive through this, pat yourself on the back. This, this has been, I've been in trucking 30 years. 32 years, damn, I'm going to date myself, but 32 years. And this is, that was probably the toughest year I've ever been through. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you become secretary of transportation, you'll have pl plenty of time to get the DC uh, acronyms to everything. So don't worry about I mean, that. I'll have to... <laughs> <laughs> they have a chart, right? They can give me a chart that I can Absolutely. pull out. Yeah. They got like the flip cards for you. Yeah. That's what I'll need. Yeah. What department is that again? What's DOT stand for? <laughs> So let's talk about our advocacy uh, grassroots efforts a little bit during the pandemic. Obviously, this uh, this was a big push from the from from the government affairs side of things here internally from TIA. So we wanted to get as many members in front of their members of Congress as possible. I know you did a you did a Zoom call with your your congressman, local congressman down there, Congressman Darren Soto. Um, talk about the importance of that, and you know uh, it was a great conversation, and and would love to get some feedback from the audience on that. We, we really did have a good conversation, Chris, and I appreciate you putting us in contact with him. I have tried every, we've gone to the, to the, to DC and I just moved from Colorado to Florida when this happened. And we have tried to get meetings with certain people year after year after year trying I mean, me email them say, Hey, Corey Gardner, can we meet? Hey, can we meet? And this happened and we moved to Florida and I mentioned Chris that, Hey, is there any way for you to get us in front of some congressmen? And you were able to do it. And in the 
the meeting we had with the congressman was truly he wanted to know about transportation and our concerns. And he didn't have an understanding of who we employ, the wages we pay, the the, the benefits we offer. So it was good to educate a, a Democratic senator. And I've talked to Republican senators, so it, it's good to educate both sides. Uh, but it's good to educate them on that we have good paying jobs in the industry and we need good people and we need some way to to get that message out that we're good working for brokers truckers or shippers is a good is a good career move uh we also chris uh, i think you had set up where we had talked to the uh chairman of the transportation committee is that mm-hmm. yep yeah that's correct yeah chairman defasio from oregon yep yeah, so we had, I think there was 12 of us on that call or maybe even more. And, and it was good to see DeFazio understood that your team and, and our organization had uh, explained to DeFazio enough that he understood exactly what we were going through last year when they, when they were saying, let's show rates and here's why we need to show rates. And, and to see you guys have the interaction with DeFazio and the interaction with DeSoto uh, the Orlando congressman, to see that interaction showed me that you guys, and, and because we weren't together all year, it showed me you guys were still working. You were working through all this COVID and you, and you were working hard like you always have been. But what it showed me is that you built, you've got relationships on both sides of the aisle and you can get us in front of them and we can explain our business to them versus them getting a narrative from somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate it. I give you a huge shout out. I know, um, you know, a PAC contribution is, is sometimes part of these Zoom calls uh, that we we uh, undertake with members of Congress. It's not, it's obviously not required, but you know, sometimes it's just you know, kind of the the, har- the harsh reality of DC is these folks are running for office; they've got to raise money. So, uh, you know, uh, huge shout out to John. Uh, he donated extra PAC money uh, last year uh, in order to let some of the smaller TIA members get access to the member, member of Congress. And I, I just thought that was, that was amazing what you did, John, and, and, you know, truly just appreciate that uh, from the association. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up. I, I, I felt at the time that I, I, I thought the more and our more people in our organization that were reaching out to congressmen could, could voice the concerns and the things we were going through. I know a lot of the the smaller uh, brokers were probably applying for PPP loans and it kept them in business. And so I, I felt like it, it was time to give back to those, to those people that, that needed that voice. And I think, again, your PAC organization, it, it, it works very well to get our message across. The other thing is, is I think in September, when I, I just heard we are doing that in September, uh, the fly-in is, is a very good for any organization where Chris and his team get you in front of your congressman, hopefully your senator, or we're, worst case, at least their team, and you can voice your concerns and TIA's concerns and, and give them an understanding of the industry. I've gone now uh, three or four, three years, uh, so I've kind of progressed. I started off, like I said, I wasn't in TIA in 2007. 2009, we joined. Uh, I've been a board member now for about a year and a half, and I've gone to the, the, the PAC or the fly-ins now for three years. And my goal in that is just, again, voice our opinion, tell them where, what, who we are in the industry, make sure they understand that we're the good guys of the industry. We're not the bad guys. We're the people building small truck lines. Shippers don't have time to build small truck lines. They don't have time. They're, they're making product. They're getting their product to the, to the customer as cheaply and safely and as effectively they, as they can. Without us brokers in the industry, there is no way small truck lines would succeed. We 
are the future builders of, of the Warners and the Swifts and the, and the Stevens of the, of the country. They had to have start, started somewhere and without a broker who took them under their wing and taught them and helped them and led them to be a successful truck line, they wouldn't be successful today. And that's the message, Chris, that you guys get to Congress and Senate and the administration. So that's why I felt it was it was a good thing to get other people to let other people see that that probably were struggling last year and didn't have the opportunity to to talk to somebody or, or couldn't get in front of them. Excellent. We again, John, we really appreciate you joining us for the podcast. That was great. Um, you know, and again, just thank you for your membership. Thank you for your leadership on the board of directors. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, as always, thank you so much, uh, audience, for your membership and leadership during these tumultuous times. If you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to contact us. That's what we're here for. Uh, stay safe out there. And remember, this is your association and we need your voice. Take care, everyone. Thanks, John, again. Thank you, guys. Thank you.